Hello, listeners, and welcome to Folding Chair Podcast. It's me, Eric. So, just to let you know, Caroline and I took a bit of a break. Uh, with everything that's been going on in the world and with our own um, just really, truly racial battle fatigue, we really needed some time to just breathe and live and be black without being burdened um, too much. And so, with that, we have... Um, recorded some things uh, to talk specifically around uh, really just our blackness and with the current situation in our country around police brutality and uh, systemic racism. So here is one of the first episodes that we uh, recorded to address this. This was back actually, I think, at the end of May, in May. So it's a little bit of a throwback, but I hope you all enjoy. Uh, please subscribe Rate us, uh, if you feel so inclined, rate us five stars. But we really hope that you enjoy this episode and the few episodes that we have coming uh, in the ne- in the coming weeks that will be speaking to just what we're feeling right now. And we hope that you engage with us in this conversation. Okay, enjoy. Hi. Hey. Can you hear me now? Yes. I hate that we can't be in the same place. This is the most frustrating thing in the world. I know. Uh, But alas, we deal with technology so that eventually we can be in the same place. And it's not always going to be like this. And we can appreciate that. Um, So uh, basically what I was saying is that... um, the whole um, regards to Adele and um, people expect you that when you make kind of a big uh, life change that you're that they expect you to kind of talk about it or that it's got to be the kind of like center of your world and center of your universe. I think that like it triggers a lot of um, my own experiences and insecure, like like just kind of. <sighs> so I have experienced a significant amount of weight loss um, Mm -hmm. and I've lost I think like almost like 60 pounds or something somewhere in there 50 50 pounds and people do treat you differently and they say the most wild shit you've ever heard in your life about your weight just unsolicited body comments um, from people who don't really know you um Mm. And it's just kind of like to see strangers on the internet. I know that like Adele doesn't really know them, but like as a like, I mean, I still consider myself a big girl, and I love it, and it's fine. But like, I just hate that the commentary always gets boiled down to thin, good, fat, bad, and anything in between. And and people like suddenly become health experts when it comes to <laughs> larger bodies. Uh, everybody goes to you know Facebook University, right, with their degrees on on what is is not healthy for people. And like when I was a larger weight and like a big, I mean, I'm still like I I consider myself still like a bigger girl. But when I was bigger than I am now, like I was completely healthy. I was perfectly healthy. And when I um lost a lot of my weight, like I I mean I'm. I did want to work out and like try to like continue, like tr- try to like start up like a-, a lifestyle where like I was, you know, 
um, just kind of like doing something for myself and trying to, you know, um, better my flexibility and like the amount of weight that I could lift. And just due to like that kind of lifestyle change that, that happens, you know, sometimes when you go and you, you move abroad and things like that, certain, certain things change. And so um, I yeah. did, I did lose some weight, but I think people fixated on that and they fixate on that. And I think it just, I think it just becomes really toxic because like our bodies change over time. That's just what happens. And so like, there are times when you're going to be thinner and there are times when you're going to be heavier. And I just, you really have to learn to kind of connect with yourself and understand that your worth is not tied to what a number says on a scale. And I just really hate, I just really, really hate the fat phobia around her weight loss. I mean, I'm not saying that she doesn't look good, but what I am saying is that like, we need to like not treat it like, Oh, this is an amazing thing. Cause we don't, we don't know how she lost the weight. We don't know if she's stressed out. We don't know how she's feeling. Because she hasn't spoken on it. And I think people speaking on your appearance before you have an opportunity to speak on your truth, on your time, or like for for her to even feel pressured to speak on that is like, I don't know. I just, I I hate all of it. And I think it's, I think people are really, really shitty. And I think that, um, you know, we have to do better. And I know that she's a celebrity and she's a lot of people around her. Maybe she, she doesn't, you know, look at the internet and see what people are saying. But I really think that, you know, everyone is a person and we've really got to be very careful with how we are um, valuing certain t- types of bodies. I think we just really kind of got to continue to combat, combat against the narrative of like thin, good, that bad, like, it's so mm. shitty and just doesn't make any sense. And I just, that's my soapbox and I'll get off of it now, but I just wanted to, no, I to address it um, because it's, it's really, really shitty to have your um, assumptions surrounding, you know, weight and, you know, changing bodies like confirmed by society all the time. I just wish people would give it a fucking rest. So true. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know if I've especially told you this, but when I was in Senegal and Peace Corps and everything, I had lost, honestly, I think I'd lost like 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was, I was skinny. I was like, I'm a skinny bitch now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, even recently, Kenya saw pictures of me. She's like, "Oh my god, no! You're right. You lost a lot of weight. Like your head looks like a bobblehead." I was like, "Girl, I like a brat's doll." <laughs> I'm um, not a brat's doll. Um, but yeah, and, and honestly, the reason why I lost all that weight, yeah, I was more active in Senegal, but also I was malnourished. Like, yeah, truly, lost that weight was because I was not getting sufficient amount of food mm-hmm. for my body. And so then, you know, my body was like, well, we need to use what's on here to keep us going. Yeah. Um, I, and, and so, yeah, like, it, people, yeah, people don't really think about those pieces, right? Of like, don't. yeah, you see like now, but you don't see what it took to get here and why it got there in the first place, exactly. right? Exactly. So I think it's so valid. And also, yes, I was a skinny bitch. Yes, I was like loving my body. And now that I'm not getting that weight back, you better believe 
I still think I'm a, I'm a thick bitch and I still <laughs> love my body. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, whether I was skinny, whether I'm thick, like it doesn't matter to me because you know, like yes, I I, I personally need to do better health wise, but like when it comes to my body and my perception of it, I've always like well not always, but I I love it, right? Like yeah. whether I'm thick, whether I'm skinny, I'm gonna love this body that I'm in because this is the only one I got. Well, the other thing too is like when I was in Mo- when I was in Moldova, like I did lose weight, but I was also depressed as hell. Like it was a rough time for me. Mm-hmm. It was a really really rough time yeah. for me. And so like, I don't know. I, I just I think we've just gotta pump the brakes with commenting on 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 people's changing bodies. And like, I don't think I um have um I don't think I like I think like for me the year twenty five was super monumental as far as self love and like loving my body and like being more comfortable with who mm. I am as a person. And so I think mm-hmm. like I wasn't really able to accept my body in all of its like for like in all of its, you know, differences and like changes throughout the years. Um, and then once I had done that, then I was, you know, able to kind of accept diff- different changes and everything. And like, even during quarantine, I think, you know, people are afraid to gain weight during quarantine and afraid to do this, but it's like, you know, if you just make it out of this thing alive, like that's a good thing. Just like survive, you know? True. Absolutely. Oof. Yeah. So that's that on that girl. But I just wanted to, to mention Adele and talk about um, celebrities and, and, and her weight and how people have been talking about it because it hasn't uh, it's it's made me apprehensive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think we've been um, tiptoeing just not tiptoeing, but like we have we haven't gotten there yet, so like I guess um, I will I, I kind of want to throw it um, to you um so so we've got we talked about like mother's day and stuff and how it's coming up and like i guess you know like our moms uh are gonna be experiencing that day on what is it the 10th is that a sunday is mother's day always on a sunday Sunday, right yeah Yeah. um but um unfortunately due to the fucked up world that we live in some mothers will not be celebrating with their children Nope. Um, that may have recently departed due to um, racism. Um, yes. We need to talk about is Ahmad his name? It's Ahmad, right? Ahmad, uh-huh. Yeah. Ahmad Arbery. Arbery. Um, I I feel like I keep saying that I, I hate things so much this episode, but I really do. Um, the video that was shared of this young black man being murdered. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. Why is it that uh, our bodies always have to be on such brutal and gruesome display for listen. anybody to give a fuck about anything and for anybody to do anything? Why can't we just say this is happening to us? And this, like, if I had read what happened to him, I would have believed it because it is something that happens to people, to our people, more than it Daily. should. Yeah. Which is any time, right? Exhausting. Yeah. Um, and I am so angry. I'm so angry 
And I can't like I just it's it's painful every time. It is painful every time. I remember um God sorry. I remember I think no. it was was it um the Democratic National Convention for like was it twenty sixteen or something? And they had um all of the mothers come out of like do you remember i don't know if you there was a moment on stage it was at one of the democratic national conventions where they had trayvon martin's mother come out um tamir rice's mother come out and like all of these black mothers come out in support of like the dnc or like you know reform criminal justice reform and standing there watching that i immediately started crying because all of these women have lost their sons their children to racist violence and um oh my god it's like from ida b wells to now like things i feel like have just only evolved to adapt to our time are you still there eric eric Caroline. Hey, sorry, I thought I lost you. I, I maybe I was I was out of the app for a moment, so maybe oh, that okay. felt somewhere. Um, I was just I was just um, commenting about how things have evolved to adapt to our time, you know, from Ida B. Wells to today. Like it's like it hasn't stopped; it's just changed forms. Absolutely, and, um, and it's so fucking painful. <sighs> Yeah, we so um, uh, one of my friend groups, the the people who I am super duper close with from when we first originally met, which was you know volunteering for President Obama's election campaign. Uh, we have a group chat. I sent you some screenshots of it yeah, earlier I know, today. I love it. Uh, but before that, we uh, you know got into a really deep conversation about uh, Ahmad and, and everything that's been going on around him and his death. And it's just so tough. We really, we, uh, I, it's just so difficult to talk about. But um, one of my friends, uh, she's also black in, in the group. And um, she said the same thing, right? Of like, there's always been a spouse you've even fed that it's going to get better because these younger people are, who are, you know, coming up aren't going to be as racist. And it's such a fucking lie. Because the old people are racist, their parents are racist, so they're going to raise their kids to be racist too. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, you have these young people who you've been told are going to, you know, be better and do better, and that's just not the truth. Well, because they, like you said, they come up and they just resubmit these, ra- this, you know, white supremacist society in their vision of today. Well, the other problem with that <laughs> argument, right, that, like, the youth will save us is it is not acknowledging the institutional power that allows for these kinds of things to happen and to continue happening. This happened yes. in during this happened during Black History Month. Eric? Oh, yeah. The blackest month of the year, a man is lynched, which you know is rough to know and to tap to really acknowledge. Is. Um and his his 
the 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 people that that murdered him were walking around. Probably went to Burger King and got his burger. You know, a la Dylan Roof. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, and it's and it's very disturbing that there's no accountability. There's no accountability. And you know what? Nah. All these small fucking towns in Georgia, it, it's honestly, it's very uh, similar to like a lot of the North Florida vibes that we get, right? Where you're oh, for in sure. a place like, say, um, I don't want to put them on the spot, but I definitely will because I don't think anyone there will listen, but like a place like Alpha, Florida. Oh, what you know about Alpha, girl? Listen, Ooh. I think for survival purposes, we have to know about Alpha. Am I right? I was just literally just talking about that place um, yesterday. So, so, so our to to our uh, you know <laughs> folks who live in Alpha, Florida, they are. <laughs> I, I, this could have happened there, you know. Yeah. Um, and so when you have a mentality of these small, very like white areas, and I'm actually not sure where it happened. I'm. It was a smaller town in Georgia, right? I, just, I haven't been able to bring myself to read more about it because it feels traumatic every time. And I like, can't. Yeah. Um, I can't. I just, it's so painful. It's so painful. And like, this is the first, like, um, you know, murder that I've seen where like white people who I normally wouldn't see posting about this are posting about it which makes me even more fucking furious mm-hmm. because it's like the only reason that people are caring more about it is because there's white people that care about it and it's like why can't always you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> no you listen I hear you why can't they just care and I love, I love allyship. I do. I think it's really great. I yeah. think that there are ways to do it that are healthy and productive. Um, and, and we should be shining a light on this. But we need to be shining a light on, ev- like, I feel like, what happened, I feel like what happened is the white people watched the video and were shocked. Mm-hmm. And black people may have watched the video, but we don't need to watch the video for confirmation that it's fucked up and that it happened. Like, I don't need to, with my own eyes, watch a black body be brutalized. Nope. And I hate that for some, yeah. for some non-black people, they need to see with their own very eyes a black body being brutalized and sometimes they still will make excuses. Mm. And I don't know mm. I don't know why people feel like they need to see our suffering or share the suffering. Like why the fuck are you sharing the video? Don't share somebody being murdered. What is wrong with you? Oh. If it were a white woman who had been killed like that, Facebook would have taken that fucking video and it, we wouldn't be seeing it. Well, well. First off, that they would have been found the person. They would have been arrested. They would have been thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Been... It would have been a completely different. It would have been a completely different story. Yeah. Completely different story. But you know, it's a it's a black body, so they don't care. They don't care. I and it's so yeah. frustrating too because another thing that my friends and I talked about too was like 
this feeling of anger and and not fully knowing what to even do with it or being afraid of of doing something with it, right? Because so often, you know, we we as black people we can't, we're not allowed to really mm-hmm. um, embody our anger because that can also put us in danger. Oh my god! You know, um, no, my, I, oh my god! <laughs> my friend was like, I, I just hate it. My friend, she was just like, I just hate it so much because. If I do react in this way, I'm just another angry black woman. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, it's I... fucked up. It, we, we, then we do, then we don't. We, mm-hmm. we, there is such a difficult, I, I, I have such a difficulty of engaging with my anger mm-hmm. because of this shit, right? Like, I, I... I was raised to not do it because of safety reasons. And, and, but now it's like, what other choice do we have? Because we see that the shit isn't working. We keep talking out. We keep protesting. We keep doing it. It's like, what if we just really lay into our anger and did some shit about it? But then at that moment where we get there, we pull back because like, but we can't be angry. Not like that. It's... Right? We can't be angry like Malcolm says to be angry because then we probably don't be the next one to get gunned down. I mean, it is really very hard. Um... I don't I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to make people stop killing us. I don't know how to make people stop <sighs> killing us. I really I I don't. Yeah. Um I wish they would leave us the fuck alone. Mm. Um if you don't like someone, just leave them alone. That is a simple right. solution. You don't have to bother folk that ain't bothering you, you know. Um and I, while I am glad that um, the perpetrators were arrested, um, I have very little faith in the system. Mm-hmm. And for me, that happened. Um, the Trayvon Martin case really was the one where I was like, mm. Oof, chills. Oh. you know, mm. it, it, I think, I think Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, I just couldn't anymore. And I, I said, okay, so this is how it is. You get fucking numb, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Sandra Bland, right. I mean, it's a lit and, and you know, who really like I think particularly um so so those other ones I mean obviously they're they're terrible but Tamir Rice for me uh, that 12 year old baby uh, um I have a younger brother and when I went away to college he was 11 years old so awkward and weird <laughs> right but whenever I think of him and sometimes like if he's like in a dream or something of mine he will always be like an 11 year old for some reason I just feel like in my mind I don't know why but like that version of my younger brother is like very close to my heart even though he's Mm -hmm. like 21 now I always remember him as like this little 11 year old boy that I left when I went away to college Mm. and so like I just hate I hate it I hate it. I really do. And, 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 um, 
I, I just I wish they would I wish they would stop killing us. I wish they would just leave us alone. Well, I, that, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, it, it, it is difficult at times. You know, I, I honestly, like you said, not even really looked into it because it's to protect my own heart from not being completely destroyed by it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. hearing about it destroys me. And yeah. so reading into it more will just I can't. gut I, me. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm so thankful for you to be able to have this space together yeah. to kind of process some of these emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, us as Black folks, we got to be there for each other, y'all. We got to we gotta continue to just hold each other and love each other. Because mm-hmm. uh, as we see, you know, we live in a system that isn't for us. But and it's, and, it's, and I feel like it's, be, it's even heightened during, you know, quarantine, so. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, let's not even talk about, <laughs> you know, being back in quarantine. Oh. Ugh. Go around a damn mask. Oh, man. Oh. What coronavirus, girl? I never heard of her. Oof. I don't know her. <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, I, I, I think we are at a, a close and so I would love to end on a good note yeah. for us and to, to praise the Lord. <laughs> L-O-R-D-E. Um, <laughs> so uh, for, since the last time we talked, what, what are you praising the Lord for? Ooh, since the last time we talked? I would yeah, like to, been a I actually, I actually know exactly what I want to praise the Lord for today. Um, okay. So we are praising Audre Lord for lofty pursuits. Ooh. We, oh, see. We live sure. about. Tell the people, huh? tell the people what lofty pursuit is. Oh, um, lofty pursuits is an ice cream and like candy store in Tallahassee. Yeah. They actually have a really uh, popular YouTube channel where they show you how they make all their candy. It's actually really neat. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I know that. They have like a million followers on YouTube or something crazy. Wow, and it's just that's them, amazing. Like, this is how we make the candy, and people. I, I mean, it's entertaining. It's quarantine content, honestly. Um, I, listen, I stand. <laughs> I've been watching. I stand already. But actually, so they deliver ice cream now. Yes. And I actually am ashamed to say how much ice cream we've bought from them during quarantine. So I won't. No shame. But I will say that if you're in the Tallahassee area and you are on quarantine, that it would not be a bad idea to get their Sunday um, date night like pack. We had chocolate ganache and ice cream and um, the ganache was thick with two C's, girl. It was amazing. <laughs> I can't. It was, it, was, it was everything that I needed and that I will continue to need into the future. So thank you, Lofty Pursuits. You really are um helping me hang on by a thread. So Wow, I'm gonna have to do this soon. I've not had Lofty Pursuits in ages. I you know, used to go there for my birthday because you can get a free Sunday. Um, just like a pack for those out there too. Um, but they do, they did at least like they did card. So you like actually need your license or 
gratification to show that it is actually your birthday on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so good. I re- I still remember how good the Guinness ice cream was. Mm. We are we are midnight chocolate people. So okay. I mean, I love I love chocolate too, but like chocolate with the Guinness, <laughs> so good. Um, I love that. I completely approve. And also, you know, the points of it, supporting local business yes. is so important right now. Um, and actually, I think that's going to be what my thank the Lord, you know, thank you to Audre Lord is going to be is just local businesses still trucking out there to, you know, feed the masses um, during this time. I, I have, uh, I mean, you know, like reasonable amount of money because like I eat because I'm fasting right now too, like these are multiple amounts of the meal, mm-hmm. but definitely um, spent, like, dropped about 50-something dollars on some Indian food from Essence of India. Ooh. Um, yeah, I ate off of that for five days. I love, and I mean love Essence of India. It is so good. So good. Although Before I that, like I definitely skimped. They've definitely skimped, started, like, I feel like, in the, so, like, I used to order from Essence of India all the time because we used to live on that side of town. Yes. Um, but, like, over the years, they've started cutting back on how much non they give you. I must have noticed that. Mm. Girl, they are holding out on the non. I was like, you know what? Give me the garlic non right now. Yes, 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 yes. But, yeah, I love it. I've also ordered some food from my Yuri's, the other Indian restaurant here. Um, this past for Tuesday for um, Cinco de Mayo to um, not appropriate um, Mexican culture, but to appreciate it and to give them some of my coins. Uh, I went ahead and um, ordered some Mexican food from Los Compadres. Oh. And it was so yummy. Uh, I ate off of that for like two days. Honestly, it could have been three, but I stuffed myself beyond last night because it was too good to give up you have to do what you have Uh, to do these are these are desperate times it's fine yes but yeah so like i have to really enjoy you know just spending some of my money to these local people local businesses of color as well just to put that emphasis next week i already plan to go to g and g's caribbean and getting some um, caribbean jamaican food from there so definitely just putting some money to these folks um, during this time. I really enjoy that. Yes. Love that for you. I, I wish they could. I really wish that they could recognize our humanity the way that we've had to mm-hmm. recognize theirs since day one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that is what I wish that they could do. I think the only answer to things like this or to get um, hopefully to, to get to a place where we have more representation in our government. But I know that that is also a burden that has been placed on communities that have more obstacles to voting. Right. And so it's like, this is how you fix it, but we're going to put all these pitfalls here to make it more difficult for you to exercise your right. We're going to discourage you. We're going to close the polling places. We're going to, we're going to limit the hours. We're going to do everything. We're going to gerrymander. We're going to do everything that we can. Mm. So that way you're unable to be safe. And even when you do get there, the system is still present. And so you're fighting against something that inherently doesn't want you to win. Mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, I don't know. We also talked about anger more and I was, there's just something about, because I have such a difficulty with anger, there's always something like, for me, this connection between love and anger and like using our love for ourselves and for each other and for our communities and even for our enemies to fuel the anger. Like, I, I really think of like, what does that look like and how can we get there and really channel it mm-hmm. um, to then bring about change too. And I, I don't know the answer. I don't know how that happens. I don't know if that even makes sense in a way, but it's something that I constantly kind of struggle with is like, what do we rethink, right? What anger is and how we use it. Um, I think, because it- I think, yeah, I, I would say I think it's about trying to map out a trajectory for turning anger into action. So, mm-hmm. um, but but the problem with anger, right, is that it's kind of a very like here, like it's 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 a quick emotion, right? So you get really angry about yeah. something and then it kind of goes away. It's not sustainable. Um, right. so, and so, sustainable. yeah, because when, because when you're angry, right, it takes a lot out of you. You, you are expending a lot of energy to be angry about something. Um, when, when you're truly like incensed or enraged. Um, and yeah. so I think it's about, um, and I don't know the answer either, Eric, but it's about trying to figure out a way to, um, monopolize on the time when people are the most angry and then figure out what they can do with that anger. That's going to really help to further the cause and push the needle. And I'm hoping that if nothing else comes from this really, really terrible racist killing, um, that, that there's some legislation put forward. I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm really tired of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, you know, as, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no. I just um, I'm 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 sick and tired of being sick and tired, Eric. I really am. <laughs> same, same friend, same. Hmm. Uh. Um. Oh, okay. And then I guess the last thing that I will ask. What brand of moisturizer do you think Lizzo uses? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know. So don't don't like shade me or anything. But I don't really know like moisturizer brand. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but if I if I have to think for Lizzo, I feel like it's something natural, right? Like something natural, um, something like very expensive and like fancy. Well, like it, it can be expensive but natural. Like I, I feel like she would give her money to a company that used like really good natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. So like like you know some really good essential oils going on, mm-hmm. maybe some cocoa butter or something, and like whoever is making that out there. Say oil I, like, again. Really Oil. Uh, you said oils. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like somebody grandma. I love it. I'm here for <laughs> it. I'm here for it. To be honest. <laughs> but yeah, but I think that it would be like some brand that is just like really, really good, very like um, uh, cognizant and intentional of the, of the the product that they're making. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
give her that gorgeous glow that she has. That's really good. I love that. I think for me, I I, I see Lizzo, like, I feel like it's something, like, expensive. But, like, maybe we could buy it. So, like, La Mer or, like, maybe something from Drunk Elephant. I think that's one, right? I think Drunk Elephant is a pretty good one. Um, I have spent a lot of time on skincare YouTube, and I think that's where that question ended up coming from. I just, like, binge watch a bunch of videos. (laughs) Uh, well, in, in Chan's book, he mentions a uh, a skin mask, a face skin mask. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions a recipe for a face mask that I want to try, and it's basically just um, uh, Greek yogurt and green tea. Um, so I'm gonna try it out and see what it does for me. Yeah, no, please try it out, report back, and then I will try it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Caroline. Yeah, uh, this no. is just, I really needed this. Me too. Um, I miss you. I miss you too. Well, thank you so much. Another episode done and loved. Yay. Uh, thank you to our viewers. This is again the Voting Chair podcast. Oh my gosh, yeah, um, you didn't say the title. I know, but it's fine. We just did it now. <laughs> um, but please find us on all of the platforms that you listen to for podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, mm-hmm. Stitcher, what have you. We're out there, you know. Um, to our listeners, uh, thank you all so much. Please continue to give us feedback. Please continue to love on us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, shout out, shout out to you all. Uh, and yeah, anything else, Caroline? Um, stay safe, stay distant, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Stay safe, stay distant. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, y'all. Bye. bye. Hey there, listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. Um. I hope that it resonated with you all and to all of our black uh, siblings out there. We we see you, we hear you, we love you. Um, but, you know, we we really hope that this was somewhat cathartic maybe for you all, um, that it helped in some way. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you again for listening. Um, This is just a reminder that we do now have an email. Um, You can reach out to us at foldingchairpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you all what your thoughts are. um, What do you want to hear from us? Um, Give us feedback. You know, um, connect with us. We want to build a community with you all. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.